Okay, Rabbi Sai, Brucham Abam, welcome everyone. Sorry for the delay. Parshas Kairach, welcome, Brucham Abam, to the Kola Agar de Perka. Again, we're going to be using this um, venue, Bez Hashem, over the course of uh, June, July, August, until uh, Elul about. And then I'll look forward to seeing everyone personally. Parshas um, Kairach, also, I want to uh, cordially invite everybody. We're uh, planning a trip to Makaimas Hakadoshim in Belarus and Hungary and Ukraine um, July 4th weekend. If anybody wants to uh, join us, they could contact us or check out on the website, rabbidg.com. Um, be a pleasure uh, to have you. Okay, Parshas Kairach. Interestingly, Parshas Kairach, more often than not, most usually, is always the week of Rosh Chodesh, <clears throat> as it is this week. Sometimes it's even Shabbos Rosh Chodesh. And I want to speak about the connection between Parshas Kairach and Rosh Chodesh, as well as to give some insight into the ultimate fate of Kairach ve'adasai. The Gemara reports to us in Baba Basra, Daf Ayin Dalid, Amar Rabbi Babarachana once met a Arab merchant, and the Arab merchant said, Come on, I'm going to show you where Kairach was swallowed. So the Gemara says, Ta'ach v'ilcha bluei de Kairach. Come, I'll show you where Kairach was swallowed. Chazoi chari tre chazoi tre busy. He saw two cracks in the ground. Vahavuka mafki kutra, and it was emanating with smoke. Shakal givava de amra. He took a ball of a wool. Vamshina b'maya. He soaked it in water. Da itzde b'roisha de rumcha. He put it on the tip of a sword. Ba'ayla hasam, and he stuck it in there. V'chiyapik hava ichruch, and it was singed. Ichruch, ichruchi. Amarli, he said to me, Atzis mai shamit. Listen to what, what you hear. Put your ear against the ground. V'shamit dahava amrin. And Rabbi Barachana heard that Korach v'chad v'adosai said, Moshe v'tayrosai emes v'hein badoin. Moshe is true. Tyra is true, and they're a bunch of phonies. Amar Ali, the Arab said, Every 30 days, Gehenim kicks up these swallowed members of Karach's uh, community here. Like meat in a chillin plate. And like meat in a pot. If you have meat boiling in a pot, so the the boiling water and the boiling food is very agitated and uh, usually the meat will go to the bottom and then the boiling water will kick it up to the top. So too with Kairach. Kairach is being uh, cooked and fried and every 30 days he's thrown up there like meat in a pot. Va'amri hachi, and this is what he says, Moshe, the Sairasai Ames, Fehin Badon. Now the Gemara doesn't tell us what day of the month Kairach was kicked up. Was it on the first of the month, the fifteenth of the month? It does. Is he kicked up on the day that rent is due? Is he kicked up? You know, when is the kairach exactly kicked up? But the Rashbam says, and the Rashbam identifies called tulas and yoimin. And how did the Rashbam know this? But the Rashbam says kol rosh chaydesh. Every rosh chaydesh kairach is kicked up to the surface of the ground, and he says Moshe the sairasai ames vehein badon. Moshe and his Torah is true. And they are phonies. <clears throat> so we'd like to give insight into this. In the past, we've uh, said over from the Sefer, Be'er um, Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Tzvi Salant. And we'd like to offer a new understanding of the connection between Kairach being swallowed in the ground and his, his uh, declaration every Rosh Chodesh. Let's begin with the comments of the Torah. The Torah tells us something very interesting about Rosh Chodesh. The Torah says in Simon Tov Zion, quoting a Pirkei de Rebbe Lezer, that what's the reason that Rosh Chodesh is considered the Yomtif of women? So says the Torah, Because the women did not want to give their nose rings to their husbands of Maiseo Egal. Lekach nosan lohem HaKadosh Baruch Therefore, God gave them the reward, that women keep Rosh Chodesh more than men. 
And that's why there's a custom that women have, they don't do certain kinds of malachos on Rosh Chodesh, and that's because they did not participate in the Egal. And then the Torah brings down a pshat from his brother, Rabbi Huda, that the Moyadim are Keneged Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, Pesach Keneged Avram, Shavuos Keneged Yitzchak, Sukkot Keneged Yaakov, and the 12 months of the year, which are also called Moyadim, are Keneged the 12 Shvatim. And they're originally given to the Klal Yisrael. And when we sinned by the Egal, it was taken from the men and it was given to the women to, as a reminder, as a memorial that they did not participate in the sin of the Egal. Now, the language of the Torah, that Rosh Chodesh was taken away from the men and given to the women, implies that originally Rosh Chodesh was only given to the men and was not given to the women. Why would that be? Why would women not have a chelak and a participation in Rosh Chodesh at all? In other words, why is it that originally Rosh Chodesh was only the yomtif of the uh, men and not the women, and then it was totally taken away from the men and given to the women. Why originally wasn't it for all of Chal Yisrael, and then it was and then it was uh, taken away from the men? So let's see. The Torah is quoting Pirkei Dirav Lezer. Pirkei Dirav Lezer says, Aaron saw Chor was killed, and he built him his beach. Like it says, Vayar Aaron. What did Aaron saw? He saw Chor, his nephew, was killed. So he built a Mizbeach. Don Aaron din Aaron had the following self-analysis. Uh, he says, if I say to them, give silver and gold, they're going to bring right away. I'm going to say, bring me your wife's jewelry and your children's jewelry. And uh, they're going to refuse. So Aaron said, Perku. Now the women heard, they didn't want. And they weren't Makabal. <clears throat> they said, we're not listening to you. And God gave them the reward in Olam Hazeh. What's the reward? They observe Rosh Chodesh more than men. And they have Schar in Olam Haba. Which means what? They are destined to be invigorated and renewed like Rosh Chodesh. When the men saw that the women didn't listen, <coughs> what did they do? Until that time, the men had nose rings in their nose, and like the Mitzrayim and like the Arabs, and they took it off. In other words, basically the men took off their nose rings. Okay? Anybody on the shear wearing a nose ring today? Okay, good. Just checking. I mean, uh, you would still be allowed to attend. It's not an automatic disqualification. But the men took off their nose rings and they made the eagle out of it, but the women did not want to participate. In fact, the Lavush expands on the Diok of the Perkid of Lazar. The Lavush says... That the mitzvah of Rosh Chodesh is mutelas on women more than men because it's their yamtif, because Hashem rewarded them that they didn't give the nose rings to uh, the men to make the egal because originally it says here the Levush spells it out a little bit further. And then b'shas ma'isa it says vayisparku kol ha'am, but as nizneh shavashav ba'oznehem. But not That implies the women didn't want to participate. Because in the beginning, Hashem was koveya, 12 Rashi Chadashim, connected the Shvatim. That was the first mitzvah. And when Kali saw sin by the Egel, the women didn't want to participate. Hashem took away the Kedush of Rosh Chodesh and he gave it to the women. Okay. Now the. Pirkei Lazar says something very interesting, that they take their schar in Olam Haba. What exactly does it mean that the women take their schar in Olam Haba? So the El Yoraba, interestingly, says something very, uh, very important. He says that w- what's the connection between women and Rosh Chodesh? So the El Yoraba says that every month a woman is mischadeshes and she's toivo for her husband. 
and she's Masave to be beloved by her husband, like Yom Shenichnasa Lachopa, and that's similar to Rosh Chodesh, the monthly cycle of the woman and her renewing her relationship with her husband is analogous to the new moon. Now God took away from the men and He gave it to the woman, and this is the Shabbat Lamazah and Enoilam Haba. What does this mean? The Elia Rabbi says something very interesting. Like the Apostle says, So the Mashal says a beautiful thing. You married your wife, I don't know how long ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 197 years ago. So let's say you married your wife 197 years ago. So when you married her, let's say in the year 1743, let's say, so she was a beautiful Kala. But now, 250 years later, maybe she's not as beautiful as she was 250 years ago. So the Elia Rabbi says, don't worry, Zikainos will be uh, made young again and they will re- be restored to the beauty of their youth, just like the new moon. Now, this is what I want to focus on. Says the Elia Rabbi that it's Mashma, that originally Rosh Chodesh was given to the men and not to the women. Otherwise, Think about it. If Rosh Chodesh was given to men and women, and then men messed up, so Hashem took it away from the men. There's not a schar for the women. What's the schar? It's a reward. It's not a reward. They, they had it, and they didn't sin with the ego, so they didn't lose it, but that's not a schar. The fact that Chazal say that women are rewarded with Rosh Chodesh, that implies they never had it. It belonged to the men solely, and it was taken away from the men. It was given to the women. They had it. So the Beis Yosef writes, women originally didn't have Rosh Chodesh. And the reward was, it was taken away from them and it was given to, uh, the reward was, it was taken from the men and given to the women. So I would like to analyze, why didn't women originally have Rosh Chodesh? What did they do originally that they were lacking Rosh Chodesh? So the Taz says a different shot. The Taz says no. No, there's a concept that a tzaddik gets his chilek and the chilek of the rasha. So, so too, avada women had Rosh Chodesh originally. But men also did. Then men sinned with the Egel, so Hashem took away the man's portion of Rosh Chodesh and He gave the man's portion to the women. Take a look in the <coughs> Taz in number four. <laughs> The schar that was uh, stowed away for the men <coughs> was taken from them and was given to women more than they deserve on their own. Like we find that the tzaddik takes his chilek and the chilek of the rasha. Okay, so this is all very interesting. But that's the chiddush of the taz. The simple pshat, and this is how the Beis Yosef learns, Originally, Rosh Chodesh was a very macho day. It was only for the men. Then the, women, then the men sinned with the Egel and it was taken away from them, was given to the women. So what I would like to know is why was Rosh Chodesh originally the man's holiday and then now it's only the women's holiday? By the way, we once explained that the men are going to get it back again and this is the meaning. We know that the Yom Tovim belonged to the Avais and the Rosh Chodesh belongs to the Banim. And that's how we daven on Shabbos Rosh Chodesh. We say, Avas Oilam Tavi Lahem Ubris Avois, the covenant and the love you have with Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov through the Shosh Rugolim, La Banim Tizgar, restore to the Banim that Rosh Chodesh should once again become the Yom Tifavol of Chal Yisrael. Now, the Berke Yosef, the Chida, brings down in Simon Tav Chav Gimel that uh, we know Avram was Masakein. Shachris, Yitzchak was Masakein Mincha, Yaakov was Masakein Marev, and who was Masakein Musaf of Rosh Chodesh? Says the Chida, Musaf of Rosh Chodesh was enacted by Rochel Imenu, because she saw Baruch HaKodesh that the women in the Midbar were destined to be the ones not to sin by the Egal, and therefore Rochel alluded to her name in the opening words, Rashi Chadashim Lam Chanasata Zman Kapara. In fact, the Chidah repeats this idea in the Midbar Kedemos, Marechas Reish, 
Simkatan Hey Rachel Imenu and Hers Chos Klal Yisrael was Zoycha to Rosh Chodesh. Rashi the Rashi Tevos of Rashi Chadashim LaAmcha is Rashi Tevos Rachel, and Rachel was Masaki in the Musaf of Rosh Chodesh. In fact, in the Sefer Devash Lafi, the words Rachel Mevaka Albaneha. By the way, you know the Gemara of Rachel Mevaka Albaneha is Elakad Demeir Anini. I thought I would just throw that in, you know, in case you were wondering. The Gemara of Rachel Mevaka Albaneha is. Ephraim, do we have that safer in the back over there? It's there, okay? So, by the way, you know what else is Gamacha? Elakadameir Anini? Ba'eschanan El Hashem Ba'eis. Ba'eis is Gamacha Elakadameir Anini. Even Moshe Rabbeinu Dabad Elakadameir Anini. And, and, um, Goyel Umayshia is Gamacha Elakadameir Anini. Fine. Says the Dvash Lafi that Kiyareach, like the moon, is Gematria Rachel. Kiyareach, like the moon, is Gematria Rachel. So we would like to try to understand the connection between Rosh Chodesh and Parshas Koirach and why Koirach is kicked up every 30 days, Bedavka on Rosh Chodesh. The Pasuk says in Mishlein, Chachmois Nashem Bansavesa, the wisdom of women builds her home. But Vivelas and the foolish woman, Biadeha Seharsenu. She tears it down with her hands. A woman's wisdom builds her home. The foolishness of a wisdom of a woman tears down the home. From here we learn an important Yesai. As much as you guys think that you're you're the man in the house and you wear the pants in the house and you're in charge, lots of luck. You're not in charge. You don't do nothing. You don't set the tone for the house. A successful home is because of the woman. When the house collapses, it's because of the woman. It's dependent on her. Yeah, you always have exceptions to the rule. You could have a guy who's an extra special guy, and he could take charge in making sure the house is uh, successful, and vice versa. A guy could tear the house down as well. But in most cases, it's the wisdom of a woman that builds her home, and it's her foolishness that tears it down. Now, Rashi says, which women are we referring to? Says Rashi, like the wife of Oyin ben Peles. She's the kind of wise woman who builds her home. And who's the kind of foolish woman who destroys her home? Ve'isha Shoita, this is the wife of Kairach. Okay? And uh, the Gemara famously tells us the story. In Sanhedrin, Kof Tes Amod, is going on to Kof Yud Amad Aleph. The Gemara tells us the story that the Oin ben Peles, why is he called Oin? He sat by Aninot. Peles, wonders happened to him. Ben Ruvain, he's a son who saw and understood. Amarav, Oin ben Peles, his wife saved him. She said to him, You shoyta sheba'olam. What are you getting involved in this thing? What do you stand to gain? What are you going to be when this is all said and done? You'll be the executive vice president. She says, Dear, I hate to break it to you. Every single person in the firm is an executive vice president. What is it going to do for you to be the executive vice If Moshe's in charge, you'll be the executive vice president. Koyrach's in charge, you'll be the executive vice president. Guess what? And if neither of them are in charge, they'll bring in a different guy in the top and you'll still be the executive vice president. So you have nothing to gain. What am I going to do? I'm already, it's far fallen. I'm already stuck. He says, I have a, I already swore to them. I swore my allegiance. She said to him, She said, I know every good Baal Machloikis is a far from Toyid. Every, Bali Machloikis are always uh, far from. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to uncover my hair. And a from man would never look at the uncovered hair of a woman. And they're going to run away. He says, what do you mean? They're, they're Bali Avera. She said, eh, they're Bali Machloikis. Bali Machloikis always cover themselves up with, you know, very religious practice. Now this is not a religious practice. An Orthodox man... Uh, an observant Jew cannot look at the uncovered uh, hair of a married woman. So what did she do? She said, um, I'll save you. Ashki say, she gave him his favorite bourbon, 
actually his favorite wine. Baravise became drunk. The Aginise and he took a nap. Gavoy on the inside. Oisa Bava. She sat on the uh, outside of her home. Visasarta Lamazie and she undid her shetel. She undid her braids. Called the Asachazia. Anyone who came to uh, bring him along in their dispute. Hadar they retreated. In the meantime, they were all swallowed by the ground, and her the removal of her shetel saved her husband. So we see from here, it's true, women don't always have to cover their hair. If they're involved in saving a life, that is a heter for a woman not to have her hair covered. However, under all other circumstances, a woman has to have her hair, hair covered. Next, says the Gemara... What about the wife of Kairach? Says the Gemara. It said the Kairach. She said to him, Chazimai covered much. Look what Moses is doing. You have a Malka. He became the king. He made his brother the Kain. Rabba. He made his nephew's assistant Kayanim. When Truma comes, he gives it to Aaron. When Meister comes, he takes it. When Trumas Meister comes, it goes back to the Kayan. Not only that, Kairach, he shaved you bald. You look like the American bald eagle. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I don't recognize you anymore. You used to be a handsome guy, and now you don't have a stitch of hair on your head. Nowhere. Um, he treats you like a piece of dung, she says. He's jealous of your good looks, so he shaved you off. He shaved off your eyebrows and your eyelashes, everything. Amr Allah, he said, what are you talking about? You're not Mikavet. He did it to himself. She said, well, it's okay. It's because he figures he'll go down with you. Meaning he just didn't, he was jealous of your good looks. And then she said, you know, his mitzvahs and his explanations don't make any sense. You have to put tcheles on. But if the whole garment is tcheles, says the Gemara, Chachmas Noshem Ban Sabesa, that's the wife of Oin Ben Peles. The Iveles Biadea Tarsena is the wife of Kairach. Now, Rashi. Oh, I'm sorry. What was the purpose of shaving them? I'm sorry. What? What was the purpose of shaving the Levim? Because it was fulfilling what the Almighty said. That was a Hashem said the inauguration of Levim. They had to be shaved. Ayin Torah anytime that come, the Shir is uh-huh. called Kairach's Bad Hair Day. One of the best Shirim I ever gave. No, but uh, I only gave it once. I don't know. I never came back to it. Good share. Kairach's bad hair day. Wow. Okay. Remember that? All the Levim did it too, right? Well, all okay. the Levim, yeah. All the Levim. Okay. So why is, you know, so he could say everybody did it. Not only me. Yeah, but Not she was saying he only made all the Levim do it because he was jealous of your hair. That's what the... Uh... Okay. Wow. Okay. Thank you. So... Um, in the Sefer Chidushe Halev, the Sefer Chidushe Halev are the Sefer of um, Shmuzin, of our Rosh Hashiva, Rav Alter Chanoi Chenoch Libuas Zechazak Labracha, written by Hagoin Rav Binyamin Luban Shlita. He quotes this Rashi in Mishlei. And if Chazal, we say that the Pasuk Chachmas Nashim Ban Sabesa refers to Oin Ben Pelas, and the wife of Kairach, that implies that the reason why these women were successful in influencing their husbands is because they were married to them. Which means, it is human nature for a husband to be influenced by his wife. In fact, a woman could influence her husband more than anyone else in his life. And the reason why Kairach went off was because of the bad influence of his wife. Basically, Kairach lost his life because of the bad influence of his wife. On the other hand, Oin ben Pelas was saved because of his because of her influence. So from here we see that in a person's life, more who influences you? Your Rav, your Rebbe, your Chavrusa, your Chavrusa on Torah anytime. No, none of the above. The influence, the main influence is your wife. In fact, the Sefer Chassidim writes on the Pasuk in Tehillim Perglam and Beis, Al-Zoy Sispalel Kachasar Eilecha La'is Mitzay and the Chachamim Darshan La'is Mitzay Zu Isha 
<coughs> one has to daven that Hashem send him a good wife. Now, says the Sefer Chassidim, Nohog Ha'ish Human nature is, the woman influences the husband and not vice versa. Shenemra by Achav, Asher Hisusa Oisa Yizavel So now, there are exceptions. I know people, the husband influenced the wife. But in the overwhelming vast majority of the cases, the interface is mostly the other way around. It's the woman who influences the husband. I've seen in my very limited experience, people of all ages, 90-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, where in most cases, if somebody is a Ben Aliyah, you can take it back to the wife. In most cases, if a guy is going in the wrong direction, same thing. Not in all cases, but in most cases. <clears throat> anyway, the Sefer Hasidim says there's a story about a chassid who married a, a righteous woman. A little while later, he gave her a get, and he married a bad woman, a Rashanta. Um, and this woman went, and she married a Rasha Gamor. The Chassid who married the Rashanta became Mamish and Oisfarf, and the Rasha who married the Chassida, he became a Tzaddik. Therefore, make sure, make sure you get yourself a good wife. Why? Because you're future, your Ruchnias, is very much dependent on it. In fact, the following is not for a general audience, so if there are any ladies listening, it's not for you. And if you want to listen, you listen on your own risk. Says the Sefer Chassidim, L'chein kol yirei Hashem al yikach mitzvah. Never ask your wife advice regarding mitzvahs. Why? Because a woman is by nature more stingy than a man. A man is more of a generous spirit than a woman, even if she's God-fearing. Meaning, notwithstanding anything we just said, don't ask your wife how much tzedakah to give. Because women by nature are more stingy. Who is a greater God-fearing woman than Sarah Imenu? But when Avram said, Mari Shloisim Kemach Soiles, what did she do? Instead of giving soilas, she gave kemach. And Chazal say, from here we see women, So basically, make sure you get a good wife. When it comes to money and mitzvahs, how much money you should spend on the Dvar Mitzvah, how much money you should give tzedakah, then uh, have a discussion with her about Israeli politics, but not about how much money to give. Okay, bottom line is, a woman yields a very powerful influence on her husband. In fact, going back to Parsha Shlach, there's a famous kasha that Moshe Rabbeinu was misfollowed for Yehoshua. Why wasn't he misfollowed for Kalev? It's nothing to what's going on over here. Why does only Yehoshua get a tefillah from Moshe Rabbeinu? Why doesn't Kalev get a tefillah? So Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky famously says that Kalev doesn't need a prayer because he's married to Miriam. If you're married to a tzaddikah, she would make sure that he st- stayed on the straight and the narrow. If he dared come home and said, she said, who are you hanging out with? And he would say, I'm hanging out with Gadi ben Susi from the Maraglim. She said, what's that guy up to? I'm a little suspicious. And he said, I don't know, with the grapes. He would, she would say, you stay away from those people. I don't want to see you going out. If I see you going out one more time, I won't put potatoes in the cholent. And uh, that's it. Kalev would make sure not to hang around the Miraglam. I always like to suggest another reason why Moshe Rabbeinu did not daven for Kalev and uh, he daven for Yoshua is because actually Kalev had a different wife. Actually, if you look in Divrei Hayamim, Kalev had four wives. One of Kalev's wives were, was named um, Bisya, the daughter of Parai. Now I want to tell you something very interesting. Bisya, the daughter of Paroi, and Sipoira, the daughter of Yisroi, were sisters. Say, what? That's right. Bisya was the adopted daughter of Paroi, and Sipoira was the adopted daughter of Yisroi, and they were uh, both found in the market, and they were sold on the market. They were very beautiful. Paroi bought Bisya, and Sipoira was bought by Yisroi, says the Medrash Talpiais. So it comes out. Now, the Gemara Megillah says that if you look in Divrei Hayamim, it says that Kalev had another name, Mered, the rebellious one. And that's because he rebelled against the counsel of the 
Maraglam. And the Gemara says, he rebelled against the counsel of the Maraglam, and Bisya rebelled against the ways of her father, and therefore, it was, they were Tsuga Pasta Shidduch, they were uh, meant for each other, and Kalev married Bisya Bas Parai. By the way, it comes out, Moshe and Kalev were brother-in-laws twice over. How's that? Kalev was married to Miriam, Moshe's sister, and Moshe was married to Tzipoira, who was Bisya's sister. So Kalev was a double brother-in-law with Moshe Rabbeinu. Kalev was married to Moshe's sister. Kalev was married to Tzipoira's sister. Okay. Bottom line is, maybe the reason why Moshe didn't have to daven for Kalev is not as much that Miriam would protect Kalev. Bisya would protect Kalev. Because Bisya's Mida was she rebelled against her father, so she had the the uh, backbone to go against the tide and to stand up for what's right, even against social pressure. And maybe that's what gave um, Kalev the fortitude. Okay, the bottom line is, Kairach had a downfall because of his wife. Oin ben Peles was saved because of his wife. Now let's talk about a very deep subject. It's so deep, I don't know if we're going to have a good answer for it, but it's definitely a good question. Nowadays, Baruch Hashem, women are very righteous. They like to do mitzvahs. Many women, most women, they come to hear shoifar, even though they're not mechuyeves in shoifar. Many women sit in the sukkah. Many women take a lulav and esraig. One mitzvah you'll never see women do is they're not, they don't do Kiddush Levana. I've never seen um, women do Kiddush Levana, although, you know, things change these days. But I have yet to see any women participate in Kish Levana. Why not? So the Magen Avram says, let's make this a little bit bigger. Rabbi Rachmiel, how you doing? Shalom Aleichem. Haven't seen you in a bit. Nice to see you. The Magen Avram says that Mitzvah Sasei Shehazman Grama, that Kish Levana is a Mitzvah Sasei Shehazman Grama, I says Magen Avram, women are Makai many mitzvahs asayshas mangrama like sukkah, but they're not Makayim kiddush levana because they were goyrim the pagam halavana. They caused the moon to be diminished, so that's a mitzvah that they don't participate in. Now, presumably, how did they cause the moon to be diminished? When Chava fed Adam from the Yetz Hadas, somehow that caused the pagam halavana. Presumably that's what it means. Where does this come from? It comes from the Shla. Fine, let's look up the Shla. So the Shla writes in the Shara Oisiois that it's a nice custom here in Yushalayim to say after the Bracha, Mizmar, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Bekadshai. It's very nice to say it, to arouse the light of the moon above, which is Machos based David. That's why we invoke. David Melch Yisrochai V'Kayim. By the way, the gematria of David Melch Yisrochai V'Kayim is Rosh Chodesh. That's why the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah that in the time of Gezerah, when Rebbe wanted to know if it was the new moon, they would just say David Melch Yisrochai V'Kayim, and that was code word for Rosh Chodesh. Then you say, Tanabe Rabbi Shmuel, Ilu Lezachu, Yisrael Al-Hakl, Pnei Abim Dayam. Fine, that's what we do. What else do we got over here? The Shlach continues. The Shlach says, then you say Kalish um, Drabonon. And this is very nice because the Pekam Alavana will disappear and the light of the moon will be like the light of the sun and then Yiskadev Yiskadev Shmei Rabbah and God's name will be complete and His throne will be complete. Ah, oh, says the Shlach, in my opinion, that's why women stay away from Kiddush Levana. Either Mekai many mitzvahs like Shoifar, like Lulav, you never saw a woman be Mekai they, they could be very religious. You know why? Because they caused the Pagam Halavana. How? The Chet of Chava. And therefore they stay away from the moon because they're embarrassed. I asked the Shlava, but what do you mean? They stay away the, from the moon because they're embarrassed. But they were masaking it by the Chet Egel. Remember, who persuaded the Jewish people to make the Egel? The Satan, the Nachash. And that's why they were given Rosh Chodesh, like in Perkut Reb Lezer. Yeah, but nevertheless, since she brought the snake to the world in the first place, 
So, and, and she brought the snake to the world. She made the snake part of our reality. So that's why the men listen to the snake by the eagle. And we're not completely purified from it. Therefore, since the women stay away from the Levana. So in other words, even though they corrected by the eagle, but the whole eagle is their fault because they brought the snake to the world when Chava was seduced by the snake. Now I would just suggest one thing, that maybe this is the reason why they were never given Rosh Chodesh in the first place. Remember we asked, why was Rosh Chodesh given to the men and not to the women? The answer is, the same way women stay away from Kiddush Levana, because they're responsible for the Begam HaLevana, so they made some element of correction by the Chedo Egal, but for starters, the moon was something they were embarrassed about, and therefore Rosh Chodesh was not given to them. But by the Chedo Egal, God took away Rosh Chodesh from the men, He gave it to the women. But Kiddush Levana, you know, they, they don't like to rub shoulders too much with the moon. It's a little embarrassing for them. That's what it seems like, even though I don't have an explicit source, that that's why they were not given Rosh Chodesh to begin with. But here's the million dollar question. Does this make any sense? Why are we blaming the women? I mean, uh, maybe their convenient scapegoat over here, but how are they responsible for the Pagama Levana? You know, it's very hard to blame something for some, uh, somebody for something they didn't do. When was the moon made small? On what day of creation? On the fourth day of creation, God made two great luminaries, and then uh, the moon said there can't be... There's not enough room for the two of us, so God made the moon small. Chava was not around. Adam was not around. The Nachash was not around. How in the world could we blame Chava for the Begam Halavana? She wasn't even created yet. What is this supposed to mean even? I was always wondering about that. How do we blame women for the Begam Halavana if they were not around when God made the moon? I believe the Arach HaShulchan asked this question. The says, anyone who is mavarich l'chodesh b'zmana, it's like being mekabel p'nei shechina. It says, ha'chodesh hazeh. And it says, zekeli v'aveyu. And Rabbi Shmuel taught, el molei lo'izachu b'nei Yisrael, el alahakbil p'nei aviyam, shabashamayim pamachash dayam. So we see, kiddush levan is a big Indian. It's like being mekabel d'shechina. By the way, if anybody wants to come with us, July 4th, We'll be visiting Navarduk and the Kever of the Arach HaShulchan, as well as the Mishnah Bura, as well as the Baal Kitzvah Shulchan Arach. He says, There are very awesome and great secrets here. Like the sages of the Kabbalah teach. Somehow there is some connection between the diminution of the moon and the sin of Adam. How? How? We don't know. Soidois gedoilois venoirois. Awesome and great secrets. Ula asid lavai, and in the future, sheyesukan ched adam when the sin of Adam will be rectified, then the miyod halavana will also be rectified. And regarding that time, it says, so the question is, what does the diminution of the moon got to do with the sin of Adam? And the answer is, basically, it's above our pay grade. These are the secrets of the Torah. But at least we know it's a good question, and we don't really have an answer that you know we could explain. This is addressed by the Ben Chai in his Chubas as well, in the Rav Pa'alim, Chilak Dal Tzimalam <clears throat> Why don't women participate in Kirshlavana? Says Rav Pa'alim. The Shloss says they were Goyrim the Pagam Halavana, that the Pagam Halavana was created from the Siba of Chava. And therefore, women who are Nigrar after Chava, and they're connected to Chava, they are more responsible for the sin of Adam, and they don't participate in Kirshlavana. By the way, that's why women have three mitzvahs, Nida, Chadla, and Hadlaka Saner. It's because of the sin of Chava. And the Shlarites, interestingly, just like the Levana, the Pegima is not Nesmale until seven days. A woman takes seven days until she becomes mutter to her husband. 
And just like the cycle of the moon is 30 days, the cycle of the woman is 30 days. However, says the Rav Pa'alim, in full disclosure, this idea of the Shla does not appear anywhere in the writings of the Arizal. This is, so to speak, the Shla's own idea, that women were responsible for the Pigam Halavana, and therefore they are not Makash Levano. We still don't really understand what this means fully. The Kloisenberger Rebbe has a tshuva a number of years ago. I don't remember how many years ago. Must have been about 10 years ago or so. He had the uh, Birchas Hachama. Right, every 28 years, the uh, the moon, the sun goes back to its uh, cycle. And do women participate in Birchas Hachama? So the Kloisenberger Rebbe says that Maizeda, the Chacham Tzvi, held as... Uh, that it's obvious that women are not mevarech berchas hachama. From the fact that it says in the Sefer Noye Katsoin Yosef that um, the Indian of Kiddush Levana, Mari V'chamizal, in the Shal Setshuvas, the, the reason why women are not Mekadesh Sechoidesh is because they caused the, uh, the, the moon's diminution. And therefore the Chacham Tzvi says according to that, they should make Kiddush Hachama. Because what do they... There's no reason for them not to. However, the Noye Katsan Yosef argued women should and he brought the, it to the attention of the Chacham Tzvi and he was maskim. However, elsewhere the Chacham Tzvi is mashma that they should stay away from it. However, the Kozimah uh, quotes the Shla that women don't make Kishwan because they cause the diminution of the moon. So says the Kosmic Rebbe, it's true, the Chacham Tzvi is moida, that if the only reason for women not to make a bracha is because they cause the diminution of the moon, by Kiddush Hachama, where that reason doesn't apply, they should make the bracha. However, the Chacham Tzvi is of the opinion women don't make a bracha on any mitzvah saseh grama. By the way, that is the opinion of the Svardim. Svardim hold, not Sifardim, I'm not talking about the Sephardim in Mitzrayim, I'm talking about the Sephardim, the Jews from Sepharad. The Sephardim hold, women are do not make a bracha on a Mitzvah Saseh Shazman Grama, nor are they allowed to make a bracha on a Mitzvah Saseh Shazman Grama. So a woman cannot make a bracha on Lulav, or on Sukkah, or on Shoifar, or for that matter, Baruch Sha'amar and Yishtabach. That is the opinion of the Chacham Tzvi, that is the opinion of many Rishonim, and that is the opinion of Maran Chacham Rabavadya. And that is why Rabavadya says, you want to send your Sephardi daughter to an Ashkenazi school? No problem. She cannot daven with them because she's going to be saying many brachas of Atama. That's the Messiah of Sephardim, not to make a bracha on Mitzvah Sashesaman Grama. Fine. And therefore, the Kloisenberger uh, Rebbe says, our women, they go like the Chacham Tzvi and like the Sanzarav. Um that there's some kind of mystical reason for women not to make a bracha on any mitzvah grama. And then the Kloisenberger Rebbe says something interesting. What in the world does a shla mean? Chava caused the Pagama Levana? That doesn't make any sense. The Levana was nesmayed before Chava was created. Says the Rebbe, the, these are dvarim amukin, tamurim, muvarim, alderach anisrenli, yasugastaros. This is a very deep Kabbalistic secrets, I don't engage in it. However, Bepashtos, you could say as follows. It says in Yeshaya, the moon will be like the sun, and the sun will be seven times the strength of the sun. So from there we see, not only was the moon um, made small, the sun was also made smaller. And maybe therefore women should not make Berchas Bottom line is, we don't have any a reason that we could understand what it means that the woman was responsible for the Begam Halavana, but that is our tradition based on the Shla, that women are responsible for the for the Mir Halavana, and I think this would explain why women were not given Rosh Chodesh originally, because they made the moon small, and therefore was only given to the men, and then when the women overcame the temptation of the Egal, God gave them Rosh Chodesh, they still don't do Kiddush Levana, like like uh, the status of Rosh Chodesh was to them originally. Now, 
Here's another attempt to try to explain the connection between the Yichet of Chava and the diminution of the Levana. Another interesting halacha, the Ramah says women don't drink from Havdalah. Why not? So the Magen Avram brings down another shla. Um, the same way the shla says women don't make a bracha on the Levana because they were goyer in Pigam HaLevana, women don't drink from Havdalah. Because the Eitz Hadas was Geffen, and by drinking, by giving to Adam Arishon from the Eitz Hadas, she was Mavdil from Adam, therefore women don't drink from Havdalah. Now this is a very misunderstood halacha. Women are very scared to drink from Havdalah. It's not usher for them to drink from Havdalah. It's just a minog. Which, but women are chayiv in Havdalah. Therefore, if the husband is not home, she should not hear Havdalah on the telephone. She will not be yoytze on the telephone. She must make Havdalah herself and drink. Because she is mechuyeves in Havdalah. This is just a minhag. And people have to make sure not to get carried away and mix and conflate minhag and absolute halacha. So yes, we abide by all Jewish customs, Yisudasa Maharei Kaidash, Minog Yisrael Torah, but they don't have the strength of definitive halacha. And here's a very important instance, a woman, if her husband's making Abdullah, she shouldn't drink for a Kabbalistic reason. She, her husband's not around, or for whatever reason, she's not going to hear Abdullah. She needs to make Abdullah herself and drink it. Now, so the Sefer Kenyan Torah asks, I saw somebody ask, the Pagam Halavana was on Wednesday. And the Chet of Adam Arishan was on Friday. So he says, not a question. They're still dependent on each other. Why? He quotes the Abdurav. On the Pasuk, that Rashi says that the trees did not begin to grow. Uh, that, excuse me, the tree didn't listen. Hashem wanted the tree to taste like the fruit, and the tree only produced fruit, but the tree did not taste like fruit. So the question is, what do you mean the tree didn't listen? The tree doesn't have a Yetzir Hara. So, the Aptarov says that the tree did it, the Avera Lishma. To be Melitz Taivan Adam. Adam would ultimately sin. And he's created from the Adama. So this way, when Adam sinned, Adam could say, what do you want? You made me out of bad material. This, the ground already sinned. That's why it says, God remembers the earth from which we're created. So too, the Pagam Halavana that came earlier is dependent on a later thing, the Chet of Chava. What does this mean? The Rachayim HaKadosh writes that in the word Bereshis, all the kol masa bereishis, mala umata ka'achzavir. Everything was created simultaneously on the first day, with the koyach ha'hiyuli, and then each thing was just positioned out on each particular day. And in that case, there's no question from what came first and what came later. I'll let you figure out what he means. I'm not clear exactly what he's trying to say, but it, it seems like since everything was created simultaneously. Somehow the ultimate uh, sin of Chava had an effect even on a sinful behavior of the moon that occurred earlier. Be it as it may, women are very much connected to the cycle of the moon. Originally, we're theorizing that women were not giving, given Rosh Chodesh because they were poigame in the Levana. But then they overcame it to some extent by the Chet Ha'egal. But as the... Svarim teach us, as the Shla teaches us, that even though they overcame it at the Chedo Egal, but ultimately the men were persuaded by the Nachash, who the women are responsible for, so even though they get Reish Chaydash, they still did not take Kiddush Levana, but for now women have the umtif of Reish Chaydash. So Reish Chaydash definitely symbolizes the woman, her state before the Chet Ha'egal, namely she, the sins she brought to the world, and her status after the Chet Ha'egal, her being saved from the Chet Ha'egal. And based on Chazal, Kairach was swallowed because of the Kairach of his uh, wife. His, his wife persuaded him. Listen to... Now, I don't know if his wife was swallowed, 
but uh, certainly Kairach was swallowed. On the other hand, Oin ben Peles was saved because of the Chachma of his wife. So therefore, every Rosh Chodesh, every 30 days, Kairach resurfaces and he declares and he proclaims, Moshe v'sayrasa emes, v'sayrasa v'anachnu ba'adoim. Why does he dafka do this on Rosh Chodesh? Kairach has to make this declaration on the Yom Tif of Nashim to indicate what the Shoresh of his chet is and what needs Tikkun. Namely, the Shoresh of his chet was uh, his Chava who fed him from the Eitz Hadas and persuaded him and who incited him in this uh, rebellion against Moshe Rabbeinu. But ultimately, his Tikkun is on Rosh Chodesh as well because uh, it is the Tikkun of the Isha that will ultimately bring Rosh Chodesh back to its uh, desired state which is the avas oil avas oilam tavi lahem ubris avois avas oilam tavi lahem ubris avois labanim tizkar. So this perhaps explains an element of connection between Kairach's declaration on Rosh Chodesh and the whole episode. Certainly, it's worthy to try to think what is the connection between uh, the chet of Chava and the pagam halavana, and we should all be zoicha to the day that the light of the moon becomes like the light of the sun. By the way, there's a Masechta called Ma'id Katan. And Ma'id Katan has in it an interesting set of halachos. Hilchos Cholamayid. What in the world do Cholamayid have to do with Hilchos Avelos? You know, it's an interesting couple. Masechta Ma'id Katan talks about Avelos, and it talks about um, Cholamayid. What do these two things have to do with each other? So the Sefer Maser Rekech of Lazar of Amsterdam, he brings that we know that all tragedy in the world all is traced back to what is called the Pagam Halavana. Now, in our existence today, we have something called Moyed Gadol and the Moyed Katan. Moyed Gadol is Yom Tov proper. Moyed Katan is Chalamoyed. But the Zayar compares the Yom Tif to Shabbos and Chalamoyed to the moon. So the reason why we have sort of Moyed Katan, similar to the Ma'ar HaKatan, is because of the state of the world being, we live in a world of Pagam Halavana. But La'asid Lavoy, we're not going to have not Avelos, and we're not going to have Chalamoyed. The same way Avelos will be Bila Maves Lanetzach, so to Chalamoyed, will be Moyed Gadol, like the Mar HaKatan will once again be the Mar Gadol. That's the connection, he says, between these two subjects and the Sechta Moyed Katan. So we're looking forward to these subjects becoming obsolete. And until then, I wish everybody a wonderful day. You could join us today at 5 o'clock for the Igaris Musar of Rabbi Sosalanter for 10 minutes. Have a great day, everyone. Kaltov. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you.